Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. No careers take off. You just gotta be patient. Kendrick Lamar. Take that. Count the zone. Career takes off. You just gotta be patient. And then he said, I got to slap a pussy nigga, I got to make it look sexy. He gave you positivity, and he gave you violence, and that's ain't. There's so many other damn verses you can drop, but I just love that line. Lyrics and bars, let's go. What up, y'all? Yo, it's comedian Ryan Ray, and welcome to It's the Ryan Ray Show. Well, we do sketches, podcasts, clips, and, and reaction videos, and over my chest, testimonial, all that in one show. All things Ronnie Ray, man. So welcome to the show. And sit back, relax, tell a friend, subscribe. You know what I'm saying? Because there's more to come with this. We ain't, we nonstop. As long as I'm able to talk and sit in front of this camera, it's going to keep happening. So sit back and relax and enjoy Yo, man, you ain't gonna believe this. Source Magazine just released the top five MCs of all time. Was Hammer on there? No, man. The list went like this. Damn. Number five, Tupac. Number four, Jay-Z. Number three, Biggie. Baby, baby. Number two, Nas. And number one, Rakim Nagar. Trash. Trash. I mean, them dudes are cool, but top five? Yeah, top five, man. I'm just saying, man, my top five will go like this. Number five, K-Fed. <laughs> Britney Baby Daddy. You, you dig me? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Number four, Tone Lope. <laughs> Let's do it. That Indeed, guy. wild thing. Number three, Nick Cannon and multi-talented ass. <laughs> you can't deny me. You dig? You know what I'm saying? Number two, Soldier Boy. <laughs> you! <laughs> yeah, Super soaking good. them hoes. That's cool, number two right there. You know what I'm saying? Number one, Mr. You Can't Touch This Himself, MC Hammer. Yeah, ain't no list without that. Yes, dude. nigga. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah, that's that, man. Lukewarm list. Fuck out of here. Let me tell you something. I mean, the list is cool, but I feel like it's missing people. Like who? Chingy. Yeah, <laughs> right there. Okay. Mike Jones. Who? who? Mike Jones. Who? who? Nigga, Mike Jones. Oh, oh yeah. okay, okay. That okay. guy, Shaq. Oh, yeah, ain't no listen to Shaq, man. Remember Shaq when Shaq saying this song, uh, been a boy in the hood way before Cuba Gooden. Yeah, that was dope, yeah, man. Yeah, yeah, he was dope. dope. He was Easily dope. the hottest half bar of all time. <laughs> what up, y'all? What up? What up? This is the random list. 
I mean random list because everybody go, this is the top three, this is the top five, this is the top ten. No, I'm picking a number and I'm counting down from the number. Today on the random list, the number is number eight. Number eight. Shout out to Froby. Rest in peace to Froby. Kobe Bryant. Mamba. Eight. We ain't talking about the Lakers. We talking about the Chicago Bulls today. My favorite eight Chicago Bulls of all time. Let's go. Number eight. Artist Gilmore. Artist Gilmore. And y'all like, who the fuck is that? Like, Artist Gilmore is a Hall of Famer. He came in with the Bulls. He left, played with the Spurs, came back, brief moment, left, Hall of Famer, Artist Gilmore. You know him, you play 2K, he had the fro. But my connection with Artist Gilmore, I went to a basketball camp years ago, and he was the he was the coach. And I didn't realize how tall black people were until I saw this one. I'm like, God damn. Yo, shout out to Artist Gilmore. Number eight, Artist Gilmore, Hall of Fame. Number seven, number seven. You got to put him in there. I didn't agree when the Bulls drafted this dude, but I'm like, you know what? He coming to life. His energy is contagious. Joe King Noah, Joe King Noah, Joe King Noah is number seven. Infectious. He defensive player of the year, all-star. Come on, man. They had a Joe King Noah day with some dude that came off the bench wearing his number, which I thought was crazy. Like, why y'all give him a day in Chicago and his number every time? What kind of shit? He got bobbleheads for you. So, Joe King Noah, number seven. Number six. He ain't played three years at the Bulls. But you know what? It was worth it. Number six is my guy. Dennis Rodman, number six. Baddest rebounder of all time. And I like how he came in. He didn't come in wanting to shoot or nothing. That's why him, Jordan, and Pittman are the best three because they all knew they rode and they played it to perfection. Three champions, three years, three championships. Number six, Dennis Rodman. Number five. Number five. I'm a, I, you know, he don't even play for the Bulls no more. You know what I'm saying? He's gone. And I'm like, he's still playing in the league and people are loving him. But honestly, you know, when he was with Chicago, I was like, yo, this is my guy. Number five, Jimmy gets buckets butler. Come on, man. Drafted second round almost. Last pick in the first round. Bulls pick him up. The dude come in there, he wind up replacing Lou Aldang in the playoffs. Next thing you know, he's a superstar. Like, we can give you this money, uh, uh, Jimmy. He's like, nah, I'm going to make y'all pay me more. And he did it. Now he's a superstar in the league, playing for Miami. I don't too much care for him now, but back when he was in Chicago, he was all we had, and he represented hard. Shout out to Jimmy Butler. Number four. Number four. Ah, he's one of the current Bulls. He's my guy. When they got him for Jimmy Buck, Jimmy gets buckets, I was like, all right, I'll take that one. He coming from a, with a leg injury and everything, but I'm like, yo, this is the guy we need to bring us back to the promised land. Number four, Zach Mean Levine. Zach Levine, dunk champion, two times. Gonna be a, a was all star last year. Gonna be a fucking playoff bound with the Chicago Bulls. They got this shit. So yo, number four, Zach Levine. Now y'all probably thinking like, who gonna be number three? Who's number three? Who you gonna pick for number three? Well, matter of fact, y'all probably think y'all know who number three is, but I think y'all wrong. Number three. The CEO of Digits. Scotty Pippen. Scotty Pippen, to me, is number three. Y'all be like, he number two, right? He's the top 50 player all time, blah, blah, but no. Scotty Pippen, number three. I was here all the seasons he was here. I got a chance to watch him. 
One of the greatest all-around players of all time. Yo, shout out to Scotty. I like Scotty. Scotty's great. He's my number three, though. So y'all be like, oh, man, you didn't come in. You were a dumbass for picking him number three. But, hey, Chicago Bulls, Scottie Pippen, number three. Got more championships than the guy I got for number two. Way more championships than the guy I got for number two. But when I tell you number two, you understand why. Scotty Maurice Pippen, number three. Number two. Now, now we cooking. Number two, man, hey, he ain't got no championships. But he holds out. Came to Chicago, number one pick, the youngest MVP ever, D. Rose. Come on, you got Derrick Rose, man. Come on, man. Come on. If he wasn't hurt right now, he'd be in that top 75. If their Bulls had championships, LeBron would not be, he would not be the guy y'all think he is right now, the way y'all praising this dude. He'd have at least, he'd, have, he'd lack at least two championships. The Bulls would have won if they had kept that damn team together. Beast. Beast. College. Beast. First year, rookie of the year. Second year, all-star. Third year, MVP. Come on, man. Nobody other than Wes Unsell can say anything like that. <sighs> Derrick Rose, number two. Now, you might as well just cut it off. You know who's going to be number one, right? You're probably wearing his shoes right now. Number one, in the words of my man Skip Bayless, Michael Jeffrey Jordan. Come on, man. MJ? MJ? I don't need to tell y'all nothing. Y'all been watching highlights the whole pandemic. Like, you can't, like, what I need to tell you? What I need to tell you? He's the greatest of all time. He just so happened to play in Chicago. MJ's the greatest. Um, So, my favorite Bulls of all time. And, yo, leave a comment and subscribe. Let me know who's your favorite Bulls of all time, man. That's my list. I know you got one. So, yo, thanks for watching the random list. I'm out. Gary Popcorn, man. Everywhere. Yeah. Um. I remember mom just come through with a bag. And I, yeah, this, it was like drugs, man. It was like drugs. They walk around like, man, I got the Garrick's and shit like that. Yeah, some, my cousin them coming to town this week, and that's on the list. They all, they, you come from out of town, you get the food list. You right. got the Harold's, you got the Giordano's, you got, um, what's the other? The Big Donut in Roseland. <laughs> they go to Roseland get the Big Donut. I don't know if you know about the Big Donut in Roseland. Um, and the Garrick's popcorn is on that list, and people just stand outside, like the line's outside. It's, it got they. It's more than just that spot, you know. They they started. Oh, yeah. They made other people start their own popcorn franchise, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and um, it's a spot right down the street from where I am on Western that they say that's better. And I'm like, oh shit, they're gonna try it out. You know what I mean? That's that's probably their Burger King. Okay, that trips me out when people do that. That's this was bad. Look, it's a chain, people. It's a chain. <laughs> they all have the same fucking recipe. If it is nah. better, if it is better, someone's getting fired. Okay? Yeah. Because somebody at one of the other know. chains oh, isn't ahead. doing something right. Go ahead. Um, anyway, yeah, wait a minute. What? I ain't going to wait till we got to this shit. This what? is what made us start talking about oh, it. Oh, oh. We, about a few months ago, people, <laughs> we were sitting back talking. I can't find the story. That's when y'all saw me looking down. But um, somebody who got fired stole the recipe of <laughs> Gary's popcorn. They're going to shut right. down the franchise. That's right. <laughs> because somebody has the secret recipe. Like the soup Nazi on um on Seinfeld. <laughs> we gotta shut it down. Somebody stole the recipe. What the fuck? Y'all give her the recipe for. <laughs> but somebody stole the recipe. Did they but they caught them, right? I yeah. I guess so. It shouldn't be hard if you got fired. They got your information. They you send your checks. You ain't come get your last check and then steal the recipe. You took it out <laughs> the day they told you it was fine. Was she selling it to people? What was she doing with that recipe, huh? 
I really don't. It said it was a lady too. I think it was a lady too. That's why I'm, I'm assuming it's a woman. She said, what you doing there with that Miss Lady? Stealing popcorn and shit. Fuck you trying to sell it to your grandma? Fucking uh, make it on Thanksgiving. Y'all like that thir- turkey and dressing? Um, here's some um, Garrage popcorn. Hang on, hang on. Watch this. The former employee, Aisha Putnam. God damn it. You know what I'm saying? Oh, God. Mm. You. Oh, and you're black. Uh, she served as the director of research and development. Oh, gosh. She was so powerful. We'll never get another one of those. You're never working again. <laughs> you're not going to get a recommendation. <laughs> you done fucked up, by Aisha. <laughs> <laughs> you gonna see your ass taking out trash at McDonald's? Shit, McDonald's don't want it. They got secret recipes too. <laughs> they don't want it there. I didn't know it was that serious either until I saw that shit. And I was like, what the that, fuck? That could be a new slogan. Garrett's so good, you'll want to steal it. <laughs> should write that down. Somebody at Garrett's one of promotions. Naisha might take that idea. I didn't. I give you the slogan. Can you give my job back? <laughs> What's up, y'all? It's comedian Ryan Red, and we are comedians who love comedy. God damn it. <laughs> this is the shit right here. I'm around comedians, and we're going to ask some questions today. We're going to ask some questions today only for comedians to answer. We got Jessica here. We got Mitch here. And we got Mars here. Jesus, show the work. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm Ronnie Ray. Yes, the question of the day on comedians who love comedy. Give me two times. We all comedians, Ronnie. Give me two times you wanted to quit. Quit comedy. Two times you wanted to quit doing comedy. Can I go? Can I go first? Yeah. Uh, one is, is fairly easy. Uh, the first show back, the Zany show. Oh yeah, Mar- I, that was March twenty-one. I, I I shit the bed big time. I was all out of order. I was nervous. I was out of whack, and I was like, "Damn, is this shit really for me?" I was seriously like, "Dude, I was." That's why you was frowning on the picture? Dude, because I, I, I was not in the mood, man. <laughs> I was not, luckily, we went and had some drinks. I came out of them, and I realized, okay, that's your first show back. And I, I got my legs back under me. Another time, uh, and I ain't going to say recent, but it's almost reoccurring. It's our, our local club, and I ain't saying no names. Like, just give us a date. You know what I mean? I can't say we'll it. It's just like when you see... Give us a date so we can do the research. We've had this conversation a million times. When you see certain uh, that you're not getting time, when you know you're solid, mm-hmm. and you see like you're a viable candidate, but you're not being picked, and it's just like, like this fuck this gatekeeping. It's just like fuck, it. and you right. just want to just throw your hands up and it's like fuck. It. Especially when you know you can go up there. Like y'all all say me, you've all seen me bomb, and you all seen me kill. So the thing is, if I didn't know what the fuck I was doing, that's one thing. I'm drunk. No, I mean you see me do well, and you see me do poorly. Yes, well, no, I'm not agreeing. I agreed at the wrong part. Yes, I've seen you do well. (laughs) (laughs) But I I agreed at the part where I agreed that he bombed. No, no, but what I'm saying is, it's like he was at the same show. Yeah, so uh, he calls it out, right? Yeah, yeah. But he's also seen me do well. So my thing is, it's like. That kind of shit, man, and and like just recently, like looking at dates and stuff, and you come across names. I mean, you hit me up like, who's this? Mm-hmm. And it's like, what the fuck is this shit really for me? Fuck this. Mm-hmm. And you and then you calm down. You come, but yeah, I mean, it, it's hard to say two times because at least once a month, bro. Oh, damn. it's like right. fuck this shit, man. Fuck this shit. Wow. But then you go out. Like we we did the show the the, the burlesque show yeah and you remember like this is why I do this shit 
Yeah, we got paid. Yeah, we, no, it ain't even the pay, dude. I mean, I know what I was talking about. But, dude. I ain't quitting if I'm we getting did a paid show, well. And he brought somebody on stage to sing. Yes. And dude started singing, and the band started playing. And that night, even my woman was like, that was dope. Did y'all plan that? I'm like, no, that was totally unscripted. And those moments, it's like, I'm in this shit. Yeah. All right. Okay. Good. Jessica. Um, the first, <laughs> so number one, the first time, so I did my first open mic and then booked a showcase from it. And I, I didn't tell anyone I had just started comedy because I didn't want anyone to like, I just didn't want that judgment of like, oh, she's new. Hmm. Um, so they asked me, they were like, do you have eight minutes or whatever? Knowing full well, I only had like three. <laughs> I was like, yes. <laughs> and then we had to do two shows back to back in a bar setting, the room never turned over. So these people watched the same show. Ooh, yeah, I've never that. <laughs> back to back, I had three minutes of material that I was trying to recycle for a full 16 minutes. And I was like, I don't have it, it's not for me. These people all have like a ton of material and I don't. Um, and I was like, I gotta quit. The second time is pretty recently, I did a show for Teamsters in Antioch. <laughs> which I thought was just like a union group, but they're like, um, it seems, I'm assuming, pretty conservative, uh, like, motorcycle gang. I'm sorry, okay, I'm mm-hmm. about you conservative. All right, go ahead. They're very, yeah, very conservative. Um, they're like, motorcycle jackets have like a, like a, like a patch with the original 13 colonies American flag on it. Oh, oh shit. Yeah. Um, <laughs> before I go up, the, the host is like, thank you so much for coming. Um, don't, don't forget to come to next month's event, which is the 12 days of Christmas where we're going to play 12 guns each. <laughs> I was like, someone made a joke, and there was like someone yelling, let's go, Brandon, free Kyle Rittenhouse oh, in the audience. Oh, my God. And I'm looking around like, how did I get booked for this show? I was like, I'm coming from Chicago where I'm like, and then I was like, my material only works in one place. I can't go anywhere else. <laughs> I was wow. like, I can't do it anywhere else. No, it just don't work there. <laughs> yeah. But work there. I was like, I'm not built for this. The majority of the country does not want to hear me. The majority of the country wants to hear guns in Kyle Rittenhouse. Um, How long have you been in? I feel like you've been in like four or five years. Right? Yeah, like about five years now. Yeah. Wow. Okay. But I will say that show ended up being very fun. I, I judged it hardcore based on all of these elements. But at the end, it was fun. Isn't that funny? You go to those shows, and those have been some of my best shows, the Red Hat shows, where you think, The Red the Hat fuck? shows. You, what the fuck? And you go in there, and they don't give a fuck what you say. And yeah. you, you just kill it. Yeah. You, uh, you have me, to be careful about what you say. Mine, too. Because no. I, like, I, I was like, I can't do any jokes about being queer, right? So I was like, I did a couple, and when I got off stage, this guy was like, he came up to me and goes, I just want you to know, I got a friend, I got, he goes, I got a buddy who's gay. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want you. Yeah. I got a story right. for you after. Okay. I got a story for you after. All right. So, <laughs> your story, your story Jessica? Open what? Mars Tim. Um, mine is, is like Jessica. I was I was new to doing stand-up, and it's, it's all about who you know. And this guy that was booking this huge casino knew me and uh, I'm not gonna say the name of the comedian that was headliner but big name headliner uh, was coming to this casino and the guy reached out to me and he was like hey I know you you do comedy do you have 20 minutes to open up for (laughs) so-and-so Of course, I lied. Yeah. You know, I just started doing stand-up. I, I was like, yeah, I got 20 minutes. I can go out and do 20 minutes. It was 
This was like one of the biggest places at the time I'd ever performed at. It was 3,300 people. Um, there was like giant screens with my picture up on the side of stage when I came out. And I felt so small when I went out there in this giant room and I proceeded to bomb <laughs> for 20 minutes. My parents were in the audience. I had family in the audience that were about to get in a fight with people, fights with people, because they were like, stop going, my son. And 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 I was, and again, it wasn't my type of crowd. I, I just started, I was just goofy, like I was like being nerdy. I was making like puns and all this other stuff. And these these black people were like, we don't want to hear that shit, nigga. <laughs> and I was like, oh fuck. And, and uh, I got a laugh when I said it back. And I was like, all right, fuck these niggas. I was like, I'm trying to back there hiding in the dark. Okay. Uh, everybody in the front of the room where I could see, they were kind of enjoying me. But then I made it to the 20 minutes through like 15 minutes of just solid booing. Oh, no. <laughs> I got paid a lot of money to do this show too. They paid me They paid me so much that before the show, they were like, do you want to copy your set? And I was like, yeah. And I was like, how much is it? They were like 300 bucks. I was like, give it to me. Damn. <laughs> so at home, I have a DVD of me being booed for 15 minutes. <laughs> It was so bad. The headliner comes on stage after me, and the first fifteen minutes of his set was making fun of me. He he teased me everything. His his entourage is backstage. They're like, "You was all right, man." <laughs> That's the worst one. They're like, "You did okay. You did. Yeah. I suck." I go out into the casino. Uh, uh, people are coming out after the show. There was a, there was an old lady with a walker and a respirator. She was like. Fuck them niggas, baby. It was alright. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I was like, hey. Yeah, I'm yeah. gonna have to speak up. Yeah. Hold on. If you want to know who that comic is, listen to my podcast. I interviewed Mars back <laughs> six years ago. <laughs> he told us that story. Uh-huh. Let's say the comic's name. Oh, okay. Man. Yeah. So you got one more. Uh, oh, one more. Um, <laughs> we got a whole story. Yeah, you know, was, you want to stop it there? Ah. Uh, um, yeah, no, um, I think that was just the one time. Like you said, I've, I've had some fun shows at, like, you know, super conservative crowds where there have been, like, Trump pictures up and stuff like that. You know, I've had people say some racist shit to me while I've been on stage, and that hasn't made me want to quit. That was that was the one time, and and I and that that DVD sits on my bookcase. <laughs> you gotta and, frame that motherfucker. And I see that DVD, and my stomach just starts turning. Oh, I, I haven't been able to turn it up. My stomach turns when I see it. And I don't know if it's because you paid three hundred dollars for that shit, <laughs> or it's just like you were so so bad and just not ready for that moment. But um, I, that wouldn't happen nowadays. Okay. All right. You learn from your experience. Mm-hmm. Okay, my turn. The year was nine, 2007. Miami, Florida. I was cocky. I was that guy coming off Playboy TV show. I didn't even, I knew about the show four months prior to the date and I did not fucking rehearse. So comics always stay ready. I'm like, man, I do that shit. And while I was doing the fucking show, doing the TV show, I'm at, I'm at clubs. Like, you want to go up? Nah, man. Y'all broke motherfuckers stay up there because I was getting the TV money. You know what I'm saying? So I'm, I'm pumped. Couldn't tell me shit. Told me about the show. I didn't start writing my set until probably halfway to Florida from L.A. 
I get there, I find out it's nigga night. <laughs> it's what night? It's nigga night. Okay. <laughs> they always let you know. It's nigga night. I said, you can believe me? I don't care. But it was nigga night. And uh and I opened for this Def Jam dude. I don't want to say his name. But he was cool though. Um Henry Welch is his name. He was cool. <laughs> Henry Welch is he was, he was cool. He was like, yeah, man, fuck these people. So Dave Chappelle talks about this place in one of his special. He's like, you the green room is right here. You open the door, you're on the stage. Like, there's no walking up the ramp or none of that shit. You go right on the stage. And it was nigga night. So, um, <laughs> and I don't know if you've ever been to Miami Improv. It's like, <laughs> the stage is here and it's a wall. And then everybody is back to the back. So you can't see shit. So I walk out. The place is out of control. Benji Brown is killing it. He's doing he's doing his um, 90 parody song shit. And I get out there and they playing Biggie and I'm like, all right, cut it. And dude like, no, keep playing that shit. Yeah, keep playing it for dude. I was scared because it's like it was drug dealers, game bangers, <laughs> pimps, prostitutes, fucking uh, football players, and Rick Ross was there for some fucking reason. <laughs> yeah, two shows back to back, 20 minutes. I fucking tanked. I did. There was two shows back to back, 20 minutes. I did eight minutes the first show and seven minutes the next show. And the funniest thing I said in those two shows was, I'm getting the fuck off stage. <laughs> <laughs> we had a show the next night. They gave me my money. And they was like, look, man. They said, hey, we're going to pay you, but you can't do that shit no more. We saw you tape. You can do it. Just fucking. So we had West Palm Beach the next day. They had oh, were, you, were you supposed to be doing 20? You did? I was going to do 20, 25 minutes, 20, 25 minutes. And I did fucking seven and eight minutes. Mm-hmm. They had limo. I was ready to quit that next that that <laughs> night. I didn't enjoy the ocean view fucking condo I had. <laughs> I'm on the phone with my girl at the time, my boy, homie. Like, yo, I think I'm gonna quit. Call my mother. Like, it's just like yeah, I'm done. All these years, it's over. They had a limo pick us up. We went to the radio station to do West Palm Beach. That place is bigger. And like, yo, I told them, if I don't, if I bomb tonight, I quit. I am done. After all these fucking years of this comedy shit, I am done. And I went up, and I'm like, it was like the fight of my life. And I went up and told this one joke, and everybody fucking bust out laughing. Like, I'm doing this shit forever. So, and the second thing is the gatekeepers. <laughs> like what you were saying, like, yo, like how many times I got to do this shit? So, hey, that's on them, man. Each his own, but that was the one time I wanted to quit. That was the main time I wanted to quit, but. What's your second? No, the second thing, got to be the gatekeepers, yeah. So everybody had that bad performance. Yeah, that shit was so bad. I stayed at open mics for five years. I didn't want to do a showcase at all. I just did open mics every like five, six days a week. Mm-hmm. Just just in case if that moment comes again, mm-hmm. I'll be fucking ready. Yeah, that'll get you back in the lab. Yeah, that'll be like, hey, I'm doing yeah. 200 shows in 200 days. <laughs> that's how I did this shit. Like, yeah. yo, keep going. Fuck it. And yeah, that's why I don't care when I'm on. There's no nervous shit. Like, fuck it. That shit helped me because I was fucking cocky. I think, I think there's something to that, you know. I mean, this is a shitty analogy, but look at the Bulls. They, they thought people were like, oh, they could go to the front. They needed their ass whooped. They're gonna come back better. Two times, them. two days. They gonna come I'm back. I'm a Bulls fan for life, and I forgot they played yesterday. Never mind. But hey, fuck that. We talking about comedy. The comment, comedians love comedy. Hey, comics, if you got a fucking story you want to tell, leave it in the comments. Subscribe. Give it up for Jessica, Mitch, and Mars. I'm Ronnie Ray. I holler back. These all want to be famous, right? I want to be famous, man. I want to be a basketball player at first, though. Be a hooper and shit. I used to be, I ain't look at this, this is bullshit here. <laughs> be a dunk and shit. I ain't learned how to really play till I was like 28 and shit. Like, this shit ain't gonna do no good now. 
And I'm kind of glad I wasn't, you know, I ain't make it to the NBA because that's got to be some shit. Because being traded got to be some bullshit. You know what I mean? Like, because, you know, that's, that's a shot to your ego. Because you were the shit in grade school, shit in high school, shit in college. You get to the NBA, you ain't shit. They just trade your ass like you bait. You ain't shit no more. How do they do that, though? Do they go to the fucking practice? The owners and coaches be coming in and shit? They in there dunking and shooting jumpers and shit. The coach be like, okay, team, line up. Line up. Now, everybody that's playing tonight's game, step forward. Not so fast, Smith. <laughs> Not so fast. Come here. You ever been to Philadelphia? Because that's where you're going. I looked it up. It was this one guy got traded seven times in one season. Like, seven times in one season? He can't even get his mail right. What the fuck? <laughs> I know after that third, seven times, I know after that third time, he was scared to pick up that damn phone. Phone be ringing. Oh, shit, fuck that. I'm going to get traded again if I pick it up. I'm going to let the machine get it. Let the machine get it. Oh, baby, pick up the phone. It's your mother. Pick it up. Oh, hey, ma, trade it. Damn, it's a bullshit. <laughs> no, I don't want to go to Philadelphia. It's a bullshit, ma. That's it. That's the end of the show. Thank you for watching. You got this part. You went all the way to the end, so thank you. You should be proud of yourself. You didn't deprive yourself. You're like, we're going to watch the whole thing. And I appreciate it because those YouTube hours help. But the way I end the show, I ended off with a dope quote if you've never seen it before. Dope quote of the week. This week comes from the man. One of the smoothest and coolest guys in the world. Women want to be women. Men want to be. Because he that goddamn cool. You know who I'm talking about. I'm talking about DW. Denzel. Denzel Washington. Denzel Washington with the dope quote of the week. The dope quote of the week from Denzel is this. You pray for rain. But you got to deal with the mud. Woo! Dope-ass quote, man. You pray for rain, but you got to deal with the mud. Meaning, whatever you want, you're going to have to deal with the consequences. You know what I mean? Like, you get this job, you're going to have to pay more bills. Or you get more money, you're going to have to pay more taxes. You're going to have to deal with the consequences, man. So just prepare for that. You got to want it enough so you're okay with dealing with the consequences. So you want the rain, but you got to deal with the mud classic line man shout out to denzel man one of the greatest actors of all time appreciate it man i'll see you guys next week one two whatever peace out you know what i'm saying we out